Welcome to another episode of Swimming with the Fish. This is Crutch, and we are recording our episode on a Sunday. Uh, very busy week for all of us. Uh, I am, as always, with my partners in crime, the Goon. Goon, how are you? Um, I'm awesome on this uh, rainy Sunday. Oh, very rainy, very rainy. I'm hoping Monday isn't, otherwise I'll have Carpenter's tunes running through my head all day. Chief, how are you, sir? I don't know what the Carpenters are besides the ones who put nails in wood. <sighs> the next that sound is... you hear will be me banging my head against the wall. That's almost a Godzilla-sized facepalm. Um, I do realize <laughs> that in your world, nothing exists before your birthday. I, I, I understand that. I've, I've come to expect that from all you youngins. But a slight Google search will gain, gain you an immense joy at some very good, wholesome music. Uh, it was a brother and sister duo named the Carpenters, Karen and Richard Carpenter. Karen had an incredible voice. She had a, a, a very unique voice. You would never mistake her for anyone else, nor anyone else for her. Probably the cleanest alto voice I've ever heard. True, true. She's definitely not a soprano. That's for darn sure. I mean, um, she actually is probably the first celebrity who um, really brought forth the whole um, issue of eating disorders. Uh, she ended up dying of anorexia. Well, complications due to anorexia. Yep. Sad, very sad. Really? Great how, loss. how are they still doing events? No, no, they're not doing They do it. a song called Rainy Days and Mondays, which is why when he said today was rainy and I said I hope it doesn't last till tomorrow, otherwise I will have Carpenter's music running through my head. That's the relationship. Sorry. The old guy's got it. Kind of spoils the joke when you have to explain it, doesn't it? Isn't that the rule? If you have to explain it, it's not funny. Yeah. I apologize. They're still doing Chief, events. Chief. This, this, you didn't change what I said. No, no, I didn't say uh, they were doing events in the first place. Well, Ka no. Ka Karen Carpenter's not not doing any events. I don't know about Richard. Does anybody even know if Richard's alive? So it's a, what? Then why do I see Carpenter events in the UK at seven thirty tonight? So you were actually looking it up. Yes, Look because at you. I'm touched. This is like the first time you've actually taken a suggestion of mine. That, that is not mm -hmm. true. No, I think all. he does. I think he does look him up when we start mocking him. Really? Yeah. The Carpenters. Just... It's got to be a different group. I would have to say that's got to be a different group. Yeah, because Richard didn't. Well, I, I was going to just say that he didn't sing, but that's not true. He did sing, but he did. Was, he did uh... most of the back backup uh, and background vocals and harmonies. Yeah, sometimes poorly, like the one Christmas song they did. Is he was horrible? Yeah. Oh, you and mean the one they play every year? Yeah. With, which has her she again beautiful voice wow yeah. outside outstanding voice um where did you say that the show was i've put in the carpenters and, it and the first thing you get up is the wikipedia picture with the two people in the, the 70s looking yeah, clothing no, that, that pure hippie action going on right there exactly oh I yeah them. okay and you're oh events i see what it is um okay so what is the event good question the Carpenter's story. Okay, it's probably like a, um, uh, what is it, a tribute band? All right, well, I wasn't clicking any further. I, it's, I, a, it's England. It's not the dark web. I, I did just enough <laughs> to get you off my back. <laughs> Minus, <laughs> Minus will be the dark side of the moon if it's England. Now, don't go down. Do you know about Pink Floyd? I do. No, not you. Chief? Sounds kind of fruity. I I'll take that, take as, that I'll take that as a no then. Oh my gosh, we could do an entire show on music the chief needs to hear. I need to? I'm sorry. No, I think you do. I truly do. For this is like gonna be our own personal music appreciation course. I I don't think I need that. Thank you very much. Sounds like it could be a movie. I think, personally, Goon and you you can Musicing the you Chief. Can, you can suggest that I might be wrong, but I think you'll agree with me. It could be awesome. Oh, oh, it would definitely be awesome. Now, I don't know if it could be as awesome as last weekend, because, ladies and gentlemen, the chief took the goon and myself under his ginormous wing 
and uh, and took us to a, a place we'd never been before. You've never right. You've never been. No, no, I was a I was a first timer as well. Me too. Gotta love the newbies. That was us. Right. We, I mean, I've been, I've been to Star Trek conventions, but it is nothing like that. I had seen pictures because you know sometimes you just you know what what is the big deal about all these different kinds of conventions? But uh, but the uh, the chief and the Ogren. We were we had plenty of security. I yeah. felt very safe, ladies and gentlemen. We were in formation. No idea what it's like for a little fat shrimp like me to be surrounded by the four pillars of humanity. At one point, I don't think anybody could see you. There was just us kind of moving along. And as big as I am, bravo. Nice job. Well, job well done. If Um, you had had a battle axe, they would have just seen this axe moving by itself between us. It would have been scary. But um, but no, don't was forget scary, the... scary was Metro, but that's a whole. That's, we'll get well, to that. Well, 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 why don't we talk about how the day started? The day started with an episode of Wild Kingdom. Oh, that's true. That's true. On the, so, on the uh, grounds the plan... of stately Goon Man, Goon Manor. That's right. The the, uh, the day started with us all doing a recon and uh, reconnoiter over at uh, Stanley Goon Stately Goon Manor. You. Um, I got to try out the GPS on my phone tied to my new car which decided to take me on this wonderful scenic route, saw all kinds of wonderful parts of Howard and Montgomery County. Um, then then the goon told me, hey, on your way home, it's these two roads. I'm like, uh, okay. But uh, So I got there and uh, was uh, was greeted by uh, the goon um, with mop and, in hand. Yeah, and? Well, initially with you and a mop. Uh, <laughs> and, and, well, the, the hurricane said hi, too. It's very true. Uh, everybody else was outside. At least initially. And then I got to meet one of your cats. Uh, which one did you meet? The dark one or the light one? I met the one that is not the friend of the show. Okay. That would be that would be Kitty Luna rather than Kitty Aurora. Yes, Luna. That's the one I met. Kitty Kitty Aurora, who is a friend of the show, is sleeping soundly right now. Does she not know the show's on? She does know, and she's sleeping within an earshot, but she can't be bothered to rise and walk majestically over here. So this is the most passive editing ability she's got. Right. Got it. Okay. If we say something untoward, she'll come over. And she'll let you know. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I'm out of reach. So so the mop was apparently uh, a pre-wee arrival uh, for you. That's why well, I had a mop. No, I think it was post-wee. I think that's why you had the mop. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's I don't they think anyone excited. needs to hear this. No, it was the dog, not him. Oh, okay. Goodness, you, you didn't specify Ow. that. Oh, wow. There was no, no, no. there was no well, clarification on that. I'm not well, okay. for that to truth, start happening. Okay, you know, truth in advertising. The chief is correct. We did not actually specify that, but thank you for assuming the worst of the old people. That's, that's awesome of you. Each of us, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold on, which gotta, do- which... hold on, I got to turn up my headphones. Can't quite. You got to turn up on your headphones. I can't quite hear. You know, it's because I don't have my hearing aids in. Oh, well, there you go. Sunny. <laughs> do you have a crank? <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, have to. What you say? What? Yeah, what? Bye, cracky. Bye, cracky. Oh God. So anyway, um, yeah. So we, we started off at Stately Good Manor, and um, and we waited for uh, the chief and the ogren to arrive. They they um, they showed up at the front door and would not cross the threshold yeah, because it was the front door. We didn't because go the front. Yeah, we didn't go to the the slave entrance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was just that impenetrable barrier of of of, of dogness that uh, that you know once like, once again. You and your family, all of your relatives, all of your friends are welcome to enter Stately Goon Manor through any entrance you desire. Preferably not a window. No, no, that's all right, too. I'm sure the Canine Protective Force will let everyone know. <laughs> they'll let you in. Mm-hmm. They'll, coat you, they'll coat you in a protective uh, film of saliva. Yeah. And then they'll wait for their food. I, I got to meet the Canine Protective Force. Uh, one of them... Uh, the the younger, the little boy, he uh, lost his ever living mind, and uh, was was uh, banished to the far reaches of the yard. Um, which one yeah, was he, the female dog? What's that's, her name? Uh, that's uh, Sunshine. Sunshine, yeah. Sunshine was a little more, you know. Okay, you can pet me. 
which is great because I love dogs. I, I'm a big dog fan. Yeah, I'll 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 wag and uh, give you a little bit of little coating of saliva, and you can pet me. The brother's crazy. Don't don't touch him. <laughs> oh, you ain't kidding. I never did actually get to to say hi to him because he just never stopped losing his mind. He's still excited. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then we went outside and saw more wildlife, didn't we? We did. We did. Just before uh, heading out for our grand adventure, um, we looked at the uh, back in the yard, and there were, what, four? Four or five. Uh, yeah. were, were there not, Chief? I sent you the picture. I know you sent me the picture, but, but I don't have last it right here. He doesn't remember. There are four or five. Okay. A deer. One of right them reclining. One of them right. so laid back, he was laying down. <laughs> the other one was... Watering the grass. That's true. That's there, true. There I was waiting. Is that the picture you got? Yeah. <laughs> five. And no, I waited till that part was done. Thank you that very much. That was so nice of you. Look at you. you these yeah. two These two folks were kind of like uh, Marlon Perkins and Jim from uh, Wild <laughs> Kingdom. You know? Well, uh, well, okay. So Chief was showing off his fancy dancing new camera, which apparently can take pictures of, you know, fleas on the back of a. A wildebeest at a thousand yards. There, those are good photos too, because you know how far away those animals were, and he got really close up. Uh, I have to thank the the Clandy Kano for that because he was the one that suggested that camera seven years ago. Wow! So that that camera was doing that seven years ago. That's impressive. Imagine what a brand new model could do. I did, oh. <laughs> and then I said, "You know what? I already have one," and left it at that. <laughs> A little, a little pricey, Chief? Yes. Okay. Like, is there a comma in the price? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. If I'm going to spend that kind of money on a phone, I don't need a separate camera. Whew. Exactly. So then off we were, because we were in the Goonmobile. The ginormous Goonmobile. Which we shall talk about its current state later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We may have been one of the last riders in the Goonmobile, Chief. It's It's possible. Man, that's that's a shame. Even, I know. Even uh, Jacob the Israeli can't can't come through on that. Oh, he, he can. He he's can the one with it. all the bad news. <laughs> he can fix it, but he had uh, quite a bit of bad news. Well, thankfully, we did get to go while it was still <laughs> inoperable. You know, or or better yet, thankfully, it got us back home too. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we were close enough. We could have walked. It would have hurt. <laughs> I mean, you had just completed seven hours of walking, so... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this fat little troll walked around the D.C. Convention Center for seven hours. But it was great. We, we would have carried you Viking-style on our shoulders. On fire? Chanting. <laughs> on a pyre. Lit. <laughs> that, comes, that comes after. Yeah. Okay. You're supposed to you're supposed to wait till after they die to do that. I've heard that. There's a lot less screaming involved. It it's quieter, yeah. <laughs> that would quiet. that would disturb. <laughs> you know, the he's neighbors. not making any noise as we sit him on fire this time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know why the Vikings would use a British accent. Yeah, I was going to say that's a. It's what came to mind. It's been a long weekend. Mm. I'm just going to tell so, you right now. So so Metro. Metro Metro was an interesting experience. I have not been on Metro for at least two two decades. I'll I'll be honest with you. And um, and improved much. Sure well, um, I like the not using paper cards anymore. I thought that was an improvement. Well, I okay. I would suggest that you not use Metro for another two decades. <laughs> now that you got it out of your system, <laughs> just yeah. just okay. I've been there, done that. I can write a postcard for twenty years. Okay. Yeah. Um. I was uh, <laughs> I was very impressed with the level of transportation knowledge that the goon has about the various types of trains they run in the DC Metro. <laughs> Specifically the 7000 series. This is I, a 7000 series train. Yes, apparently uh, well, it's it's your story, goon. Why don't you tell us about the 7000 series train? So so these are the newest metro cars. They're shiny and they're high tech. And they have lots of gee whiz uh, uh, goo and things on them. And uh, they have to make an announcement every time the doors open that says, this is a 7,000 series train. And they have to do that because people who can't see mm -hmm. 
Yeah, when they designed the trains, they only put in safety chains between every other car <laughs> instead of every car, as they do on all the other series of trains they have, which I think go back to like 3,000. We saw 3,000, didn't we? Sa- yeah, we did. Saved uh, saved a little money, did they? I, I think uh, the, the maker of the trains, Hitachi, just screwed up because I read an article that said that each new car that they get mm-hmm. comes from the factory with a, a, a minimum of 350 bugs pre-installed. <laughs> How convenient. That's better than we do at work. Oh. Man, that's not cool. That wasn't cool at all. No, 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 no. I mean, they, 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 they install more bugs. Did you take it bugs. that way, Chief? I mean, I'm <laughs> they, they install way more bugs than we do. Um, our software comes through with perhaps a bug or two, so they're doing better. It was meant to be a joke, but see how I'm having you, to explain you, it? You failed. We don't have to explain the joke. At any rate, um, at any rate, yeah, they they have to tell the people that can't see so that they don't, uh, as several have done, step through the trains and fall onto the tracks. That's got to be nasty. There's that's just a, no. That's a faceplant time. Yeah, that's not much fun at all. And 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 that is for for lack of a piece of chain. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they they're they're now, so I guess here's the question though. Um, so rather than just go get a bunch of chains, they hired a guy to make a recording. Well, they hired the angry lady to do that, who okay. does all the metro. Uh... Right, right, and then of course, then they have to make sure that it's played at the right time and that it's all automated and dum da dum da dum. And I'm thinking, I think the chains would still have been cheaper. Yeah, it would have taken them longer though, because I don't think they've done them all. Still. Granted, I didn't see any with the uh, error this time, but that's the first time. But they're but, still making the announcement because we did hear the announcement. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know how much they pay the the uh, woman who makes the announcements. So but... wait a second. So we've got chains and announcements, which is like belts and suspenders. Exactly. Got it. That's Met- Met- Metro is Metro is not just run by the DC government. Metro <laughs> is run by a board. That contain that is made up of the D.C. government, the Maryland uh, state government, the Northern Virginia state government, and the federal government. Four entities that should just be referred to by their old names, which are war, pestilence, death, and famine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> nothing, nothing alive. We are here be. from four different governments, and we as sure as heck aren't here to help. We're not, yep. And if you can't see, well, be really careful getting onto the train. Sure. And and you did think that the uh, the announcement the 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 announcer sounds kind of angry when she tells you to step back, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a there's a definitely a step back, and you know she wants to add two more words, and the second one ends in cur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's uh <laughs> that's what we need. But we got it. Did get us there. It got us there, and um, and then we got to the uh, parade of humanity to get in. There was quite a parade of humanity. Yeah, it was um, it was impressive. And then, of course, I don't know. You know, I'm again, I'm a complete newbie at these things. But if I was to have a registration entry area, I might put it, you know, right where people come in. You know, where they they enter, <laughs> as opposed to down in the bowels, or I'm sorry, up in the bowels of the building. You know, up a ginormous staircase where old farts like yours truly were, were rethinking the whole concept of their lack of cardio exercise over the years. Yeah, yeah. For you and I, that was definitely wheezing mountain. Yes, yes. There's only I, three I feel... flights of stairs. Yeah, you notice we didn't talk to you as we were going up. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> there, there, there was there was no talking. We did not have the extra. You know, there was no way of diverting energy <laughs> to talking <laughs> from from the walking. Because the walking was saying, we need all the blood, we need all the oxygen here and now. And, and it seemed like, line, which what, it was five five-mile <laughs> line, something like that? Yeah, you know, wasn't too bad. I was actually surprised at how fast, once we got to where we were going, yeah, we it was got easy. into the room. We, you know, we didn't spend much time in line. It was yeah. easy to get to get credentialed. And that that is because someone suggested that you buy things ahead of time, instead of the line... To which you would have had to sit if you were going to buy at the uh, location itself. 
But now, is there was there not also a because possibility of actually having them send us the credentials? As what? opposed to, at, you know, couldn't we have had the credentials sent to us as opposed to going to the will call desk? Uh, you would have had to register well, like way back when I first asked you if you wanted uh, to go. Oh, uh, okay. We're not, uh, we, we don't plan that much ahead, Raj. Uh, you know no, I mean? no, of course not. I, I, I plan better than, you know, say my brother-in-law, but that's just me. <laughs> <clears throat> that's another story. So we got all registered. And then, uh, I guess we, we went to see um, the panels first, right? I, I believe that the germ warfare panel was... Because didn't we go somewhere and the panel had been canceled? Right, we were supposed to see... What was we were supposed to see, Chief, that ended up getting canceled? We were supposed to see, like, the, the worst of humanity. Because those are the things I shoot for. Right. But that panel was canceled, so we, we quickly went over to the germ warfare panel. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, uh, going to a convention called AwesomeCon and finding that they had a panel on germ warfare was a little bit of a mm, dichotomy, at the very least. And, uh, and you, even, go ahead. even though most of the people there are, um, you know, like us, geeks. Yeah, it was, well, you know. Well, and, and, and the whole thing was sponsored by the Central Intelligence Agency. Which I thought also was quite novel. And they then got I understood that they, they got a lot of hirings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, oh, gee, we want people that are really good with science and math. Okay. Mm-hmm. Probably we don't have to investigate them because a lot of them still live in their parents' basement. And and it's easier when they're young like that to remove their souls. So, hey, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you know, you're what? what? One of the things that, that <laughs> to this day I, I couldn't get out of my head. Uh-huh. Was, was when that when that poor man came up and said, "I'm in IT," and you state we would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it just hurt. It hurt. Okay. Yeah. Well, there there was a lot of people who were who were reinforcing stereotypes at a biblical level at yes. that show. And there were lots of people in costume, some of which barely in costume. Yeah, there were, and there were a couple of costumes where I, I honestly wish there had been more costume. Well, see, this is, and this is what Engineer Forecourts was was reminding me, <laughs> as he kept saying, uh, they have no idea what is, you know, what these people are capable of, <laughs> because which is why he wanted you to go to Otacon. Because yes, he wants me to go to the, the even the weirder um, because that is cons. that's oh, the, wow. the manga festival, and right. and when you get into the as I I have shown you what what the Japanese uh, animation uh, fans I I would like to on behalf of the entire United States apologize to Japan for bombing you because the nuclear fallout has messed you people up. That's all I have to say about manga. <laughs> I, do I even want to know what this is? Manga is uh, Japanese comics. It's their like, graphic novels, and like it's, like anime. Yes. Okay. It's but it's there's some really warped stuff out there. Okay. That well. Okay. That I I can believe. I'm, and I'm a firmer believer that it all happened because we we mutated them after the World War Two. No, I'm pretty sure that they were like that before. If you read their history, they were doing crazy stuff like that. Well before World War Two. In fact, maybe the, that's why they, there was a World War Two. In we can blame manga. Inside the germ warfare, you will see that even Hitler couldn't pull off what the German, what the Japanese were doing to the Chinese. Said, "Man, that is just not right." Now, if Hitler is saying it's, <laughs> it's not right, it's bad. It's bad when Hitler goes, "No, no, you've gone too far." Wow. <laughs> yep, that's that's a pretty clear indication. So I, Beelzebub I, took a look and went, no, no, got to go. <laughs> so the germ warfare panel was actually amazing. It was, it was actually fascinating. Um, and I, I appreciate the fact that uh, one of the people on the panel, folks, was the uh, the guy who wrote and directed, or at least wrote. He wrote. He, he wrote, wrote World War Z, the movie with Brad Pitt. Um, and, of course, based on a popular graphic novel. Um, but... People involved in, like, the Centers for Disease Control and the Department of Defense, 
you know, reached out to this guy and said, you know, you have a unique, you know, way of looking at how this worked. And, and your whole story, you know, while it is, of course, a zombie horror movie, is actually a great movie describing how this, how any kind of infection could spread. So now he's getting, you know, he's getting asked to not just talk at Awesome Con and other conventions. He's being asked to talk in front of really smart people with PhDs and, and government officials with, you know, deputy director of this in front of their name. Um, so it was, it was actually a fascinating panel. And I will actually include a link to uh, the place, uh, uh, to, the, to the website that they run, where you can download a free copy of their graphic novel. Yeah, and, and we went to another fascinating panel, did we not? We did indeed, but only if it's only fascinating if you're a Star Wars and or Star Trek fan. If you couldn't care a rat's patootie about either, yeah, you'd have been bored out of your mind. Me? I was loving it. I had a great time. Uh, they had uh, uh, two physicists and two biologists, mostly from Duke University, I think. I think one of the panel might have not been from Duke, but I think all three others were. Mm -hmm. so, uh, right? So, I mean, these are legit practitioners, legit professors at uh, uh, major universities. Understanding this, the heady subjects of biology and physics. And they talked about... Go ahead, sir. I was going to say that one of the, uh, the quotes from them was about uh, the label organic. And mm -hmm. as soon as I heard that, I turned because someone loves to explain to others just what it means <laughs> to be organic and be car mm -hmm. carbon-based. Right. And so I was just watching the twinkle in his we, eye. We, it was it was a beautiful thing. We have people in our office who, you know, they buy only organic food. And I'm like, is there really inorganic food? I mean, are you buying food made from silicon? I mean, yeah, that's my question. Um, they actually described silicon-based life forms. They um, did. For yeah. those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, if you get out a copy of the periodic table of elements and go find carbon, everybody in that column basically has an outer shell of four electrons, which in theory means that for every organic molecule, that's a molecule based on carbon, like methane and ethane and, and DNA, if you pulled the carbons out and put silicon in, you could, in fact, make a, a chemical that did a similar thing. Conditions are very different, however. In fact, I love the one example they gave was we breathe in oxygen and we exp expire um, carbon monoxide. Dioxide. Carbon dioxide, right? Well, if we were, you know, it's carbon, right? CO2, right? <clears throat> if you had a silicon-based life form and they expelled silicon dioxide, it would be sand, so it all depends on the conditions under which you could get the chemistry to work. You have to sweep your living room a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. Damn. <laughs> I also like uh, when they, they, they did, okay, here are the things that kind of work in each of, our, um, uh, each of our worlds with physics and biology. And here are the things that, you know. Really, really wrong. <laughs> they, they, they don't work. And then they each told the uh, dirty little secrets of their uh, of the different shows and series and movies. And I think my favorite was the physicist for uh, Star Wars mm -hmm. when he basically said, uh, "Yeah, the lightsaber. <laughs> I, I I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, it it will never happen. There will never be a lightsaber. It's you can't do the physics of. Oh, let's make the light only go out like." you know, 38 inches. And, and once it gets out there, it's as solid as, as a rod of steel so that you can bang two light beams together. Um, I've always liked the concept that it was a telescoping blade that was just plasma. And when they banged them together, you were banging against the interior telescoping apparatus. you know, willing suspension of disbelief and all that. Indeed. And of course we had the, uh, the uh, Heisenberg uh, joke from uh, one of the professors. I love the Heisenberg joke. I've told the Heisenberg joke now, and, and people as have don't, I don't, don't get it. I prep them first. Yeah, you have to explain it, and, and again, it's sort of a pre-explanation of a joke is like you know. So unless you really know Heisenberg, it doesn't make any sense. And when you have a Heisenberg compensator, 
<laughs> you, you solve exactly. You solve the mystery without having to explain the mystery. Exactly. Right. That that was How a did beautiful you compensate thing. for the Heisenberg principle. We have a Heisenberg compensator. Yeah, it's the oh. Heisenberg compensator does that. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a square box. It's not rectangular. It's perfectly freaking square. It's got that little blinky light on top. That's right. And the blinky light's important. It was. There was a lot of blinky lights in uh, in Star Trek. Well, in Star Wars. So you know it. Uh, the one thing that they explained that I did not know was mm. the uh, the planet destroyer, right? Not, not the star destroyer. One thing that they didn't uh, go over. Basically, uh, using that much energy, they could have just wiped out the galaxy. Yeah, yeah but, really. <laughs> uh, much like in Transformers, when you take that much energy out of a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much does it take before it will super implode? Because at that point, you could just, you know, wipe out the universe. Sure. I mean, you think about it. Why are stars what they are? Stars are, are the way they are because they're at a current state of equilibrium, right? Massive force of gravity pushing in, balanced by um, the, the, the uh, pressure, the photon pressure of photons trying to get out, right? You go in there and start, you know, pulling energy out of the thing, I'm pretty sure it gets imbalanced one way or the other. You know, oh. Take too much mass, it explodes. Take too little mass, and it implodes, and then explodes. Either way. Bad uh, news at Black they, they, uh, it. I think overall it showed that Star Trek thought out things a lot more than Star Wars did. True enough. Well, and, then, and Star Trek also has the, the added benefit of being... Um, you know, a, a future in which your your position in the universe is based on a meritocracy. You know, how well you did makes it, you know, captains do more work than, you know, ensigns kind of thing. Whereas, that, isn't what the, that isn't what the panel of actors said. Yes, the panel of actors had a much different view. <laughs> well, I mean, as opposed to the Star Wars, which basically is, unless you had midichlorians in your blood, you would never be a Jedi. You know, if you want to compare it to nor to today, or you know, to our systems, um, Star Wars would have been more like a feudalistic system, right? As yeah, I think to, that's true. As opposed to a capitalist or socialist system, which is what Star Trek would be, right? Well, either either way, even with the higher budget, they couldn't pull it <laughs> off. That's all I'm saying. Ah, uh, yeah. Then 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 we had a wonderful lunch provided by the chief. Thank you again, sir. Yes. Yes, we did. We had the yes. opportunity to help a poor soul, and uh, which uh, actually made me enjoy my lunch that much more. And he did come back and he, tried he, to offer a gas he, card. God bless him. You know, uh, the, the, man, the man felt a need to, to give. And, you know, my attitude at that point is, you know, pay it forward. Find somebody else who has a car because, you know, <laughs> we all rode Metro, dude. Sorry. But uh, yep. he was... Uh, he looked, yeah. he looked in need, and I'm, I'm glad we had a chance to help him. But, yeah, um, it's been a while since I've actually sat down in a subway. I mean, sandwich store, folks, not in a subway, because we had done that earlier today. Um, but, it's, you know, normally when I ever go there, um, because we have one near the house, you know, it's like grab and go. But to actually just, you know, sit in there and just, oh, I'm eating, I'm having it for here. It's different. I, I'm sure when you go there, you do not have the... Uh colorful characters that kept walking in because oh yeah because everybody from the show in costume was was this this subway was very close to the convention center and nobody wanted to pay you know a thousand dollars for a hot dog which which you you did break down and get drinks from there oh lord yeah i had to i was i was a bit parched from seven hours of walking chief just you know there were drinks you got one too Oh yes, I did. I, I, I got it. I got it for you, man. Holy yes, God. you did. Yes, you did. My 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 recollection was colored because I was busy making friends at one of the drink stands. Well, there's that, and we will definitely get to that. Um, but before we go any further, I definitely want to make sure we cover the other panel, or the um, sorry, the um, once we finished the panels, right? We did German warfare and we did Trek versus Wars. Um, we then had an opportunity to um. Uh, Q&A sessions with famous people and uh, my wife actually almost made it she had unfortunately had a prior engagement was unable to attend 
Uh, but she uh, she was uh, very very pleased that I sat in on our panel with the uh, main two actors from the Princess Bride movie. Yes, that turned out to be a major. I was a little disappointed in the beginning. Well, yes, it was supposed to be three of the major actors. It was supposed to be Carrie Elwes, who was there, and Chris Sarandon, who was there, and also Wallace Shawn, who did not show up. Because he was going to have his own panel on Sunday, and we weren't going to be there. Boo. I really wanted to see him. That would have been pretty well, cool. We did see, we did physically Catch lay him. eyes on him we while he was signing Visual autographs. of him later in the autograph session, you're right. Um, but uh, those two guys... Um, they did a they did a good show. Um, it was uh, it was a nice little Q and A, and um, you know I, I always thought you know Carrie Elwes he's he's a pretty funny guy, nice guy. Um, he knows how to play to the fans. He truly, truly, you know, a, a either, he's a really good actor, you know, and was just you know sucking it up and playing to the fans, or he actually was really enjoying himself. I I personally like to believe the latter. Um, he pretty much made that little seven year old. There was one little seven year old dressed as the Dread Pirate Roberts. The Probably whole... the best costume there that we oh, saw, absolutely. you say? He, he kind of looked a lot like Zorro. You know, the whole black bandana and big sword. And um, he wanted to ask a question, and Carrie said, nope, you got to come all the way up here. Brought him up on stage. They shot, you know, who made your costume? Oh, my dad helped. They shot a camera shot back to smiling dad in the audience. And and the, the kid asked his question, and and, uh, and Carrie answered it very seriously and gave it a lot of thought, and you know, even the, said, "I'm a little nervous. You look better than me." <laughs> it was, it was, it was a moment for him. And then, of course, there was the one lady. You know, because if anybody who's familiar with the movie Princess Bride, there's a, a tagline that uh, farm boy uses, which is, at, 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 "As you wish, as you wish." And this one woman, she was just all a flutter at the microphone out in the audience. And she she said, was nearly in tears, and I would guess she yeah. was in her thirties, uh, yeah. an adult woman. And you could and, see she was meeting her hero for the first time. You could right. tell. And all she wanted was for him way up on stage to say the words while she took video of it, I guess. Well, he was having none of that, was he? None. None. What a gentleman. He ran off the stage, down to the microphone, grabbed her in his arms, got her friend to take a video of him saying to her, As you wish. Yep, and I'm pretty sure there's like at least three or four women who fainted. And I think I thought she was going to pass out. I really <laughs> yeah, did. It's true. So it's true. Humperdinck didn't do much except sit there and, and clap. That's true, but I mean, he, he, he asked a few questions. Um, you know, uh, and he had some pretty amusing stories. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying and, that he he was nowhere near as involved. No, and and uh, you know, and, and and he wouldn't be because I mean, you know, he, everybody hated his character, but <laughs> yeah, you know, nobody nobody out there is a Humperdinck fan, you know. <laughs> we we appreciate Chris Sarandon's work. I mean, he's young, know, and and having to be you know the brother of Susan Sarandon is tough enough. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would make sense. But you know, I had there there were many things I knew about Andre the Giant. <laughs> One oh, of yeah. them. Was... <laughs> I was That's... unaware that this man could push out a 16-second fart. Yes, that is true. That story is 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 a gem. Supposedly, uh, during during one of the filming, um, Andre had um, had a gaseous movement of uh, of truly epic proportions. Um, according to Carrie Ellis, somebody actually timed it, and it was 16 seconds long. Think about that, folks. When you're listening to this show. 16 seconds would be the time it has taken me to say all of these words ever since the chief said the word Andre the Giant. Okay, that's 16 seconds. Okay, That's a um, long, long time. That's a long time. time. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it was, uh, and I, what was it, uh, and it, what I thought was really impressive is both of them were doing imitations of their fellow cast members and of the director, Rob Reiner. And and Elvis does a great Rob Reiner. He does an even and, better uh, uh, the the short guy. Man, who, who? Wall Wallace Shawn? No, not Wallace Shawn. Billy uh, Crystal? Not Billy Crystal. We're running out of short guys. No, oh my goodness! I should know who it is, but I don't. Give so, us something to go on, and we'll help. Throw us a bone, dude. Oh, 
the the guy who made Men in Tights. Oh 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 uh, uh, oh ah. Uh, uh, see, isn't that terrible? He also he also made did uh, Blazing Saddles. Mel Blazing Brooks. Sa- Mel Brooks. Yeah. There you go. Mel Brooks. Yeah, he does a great Mel Brooks too. <laughs> and um, so what was it? What was the thing that Rob Blair said? You know, are you okay? Or, or are you are you okay, Andre? I am now, right. boss. I am now, boss. Oh, we miss you, Andre. All of you. All seven foot, whatever the heck. How tall was he, Chief? Uh, seven five, I believe. I think he was seven four, five hundred pounds. Which you know, on a, on a man seven four, is probably doesn't look horribly bad. Oh, but... it does. <laughs> so, uh, per Wikipedia, he's seven four, five twenty. <clears throat> well, is that like retirement weight? Because, you know, we always put on a few pounds after retirement. No. I know I plan on doing it. I'm not waiting. <laughs> you know, that's true. Why <laughs> We should get in on it early. Of course, the chief gave me some of the best news on the planet on Friday. What was that? Uh, that you can start tapping into your 401k at the age of 59 and a half. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't know that? I had no idea. No. So... I have a countdown timer. <laughs> Party time at the Crutch Household. November 19th, baby. <laughs> Sorry. Um, a couple years down the road, but that's okay. <clears throat> so anyway, so no, so the Princess Bride panel was outstanding. Loved having the talk. Uh, and we're in this one of the, I think that was the largest room of the whole place, right? Yeah. And um, they made us leave and get back in line to go to the next Q&A session, which was, you know, the Nirvana for all Star Trek fans. Oh, a my Honest yes. to God Star Trek Q&A with Will Wheaton and Jonathan Frakes and Brent Spiner and Gates McFadden and Marina Sirtis all up on stage together at the same time. Five of the big ones from Star Trek The Next Generation. Right, which started with uh, Jonathan Frakes walking around the stage like a homeless man. (laughs) (laughs) He came out early, and I was like, is is he supposed to be out here? I'm not sure he's supposed to be out here, because there's nobody else out here. (laughs) It didn't seem to bother him a bit. Yeah, he seems very at ease at these things, and I think he understands them for what they are much, much more than a lot of the cast, except for maybe Brent Spiner and uh, and Will Wheaton to an extent. Um, but at, we should we should clarify that when when the chief and I, I'm sorry, when the goon and I went into this, we both had our ranking of people we really wanted to connect with in some manner. Yes, and, and top at the of the top list? of that list was Marina Sirtis. I yeah. wanted to get a recording of Counselor Troy doing a spoof ad for this show. That was my goal. I, I, I I'm I, Marina Sirtis, and I never listened to Swimming with the Fish. That would have been I. I when we started the day, that would have been the best thing on the planet. We were going to pool our money and see if we could get her to do it. Yeah. And it's, and, and first of all, it's a good thing we didn't do that because it would have been a waste. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I knew things were going to go a little wonky. So, so folks, little little preface. Um, when we went to the first Q&A session with, uh, with the um, folks over at um, Princess Bride, they had with them a very nice lady who was basically the MC, and she would direct. You know, okay, we're going to take a question from this microphone, then we're going to go over to this microphone, and she was she was the one basically, yeah, choreographing a, the show. She's an entertainment uh, writer for the Washington Post, I believe. Ah, okay, good. I, I, I actually I, missed I, that. I actually have read some of her stuff. As she's actually a, a good entertainment writer for the Washington Post. So, so needless to say, they, they you were going to have her for this second panel with with uh, with the Star Trek folks. So, you know the 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 warm up guy brings every you know okay, and they're all coming up on stage now. And of course, this Washington Post lady takes the seat she had not fifteen minutes ago with with uh, the Princess Bride folks. And the first thing we hear is the whiny voice. <laughs> That's of, exactly the of, adjective of, I was going to use of Marina Sirtis. Excuse me, excuse me, who are you? Why are you on stage with us? And the lady is, like, taken a little bit aback, and, you know, people are like, whoa, 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 she's supposed to be here, she's the MC. Frakes, Frakes is the one who, who told her. Yeah. Okay. She, she's, she's the MC. Yeah. And and I, at that point I went, 
what kind of bird got stuck up her tuchus? Well, apparently, it was a Jack, large enough burr. <laughs> Jack Daniels, I think, is what it was. <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's a couple of takeaways from uh, from our, our watching this this panel. Um, let's see. Let, let's do them in order. Um, from left to right, we had our friend Wesley Crusher played right. by, of course, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Who, who is, I, I don't hate Wesley Crusher. I'm not in line with Will Wheaton's politics, but um, right. You know, I thought he did a he did a great job. My attitude about Will Wheaton politically is still he's you know he and I will find very little to agree on, but for the purposes of being up on stage representing the character, representing you know that franchise and being there to answer questions, he did a great job. He um, there was a librarian lady who came up. And was like, hi, I'm a librarian. He goes, first, before you answer any questions, or before you ask your question, I just want to say that, you know, I am the writer and, and entertainer I am today because a librarian like you took an interest in me when I was a little kid. And, of course, everybody's like, ooh and ah, and, of course, yay, librarians. Because, again, yay, librarians. I totally get that. And, and again, he's an actor. This could have all been an act. But if it was, he was spot on. If it wasn't, kudos to him. I really enjoyed listening to his answers, you know, and, and for the most part, they kept politics out of it. There was a couple small little, you know, periphery jibes around there, but for the most part, we were talking Star Trek and we stuck with Star Trek, except of course for Marina, but we'll get to her. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll save her for last. Yeah. Riker. Well, okay. Jonathan Frakes has always been kind of jovial for these kind of things. I've seen recordings of him at other presentations like this and he's always very good about answering questions funny stories um but uh i think the in terms of wit i think the quickest one there was definitely brett spiner oh oh my goodness (laughs) would you agree chief by far he was the quickest wit he he is one of my favorite uh people to come out of that just because it seems like he's trolling people on purpose (laughs) <laughs> he definitely and, is. and and Marina was uh, was complaining uh, that people weren't asking her enough questions, and um, and somebody I, I forget the question because it was one well, of these. My yeah, question is a paragraph long, right? Because deep, deep remember detailed. these these yeah. are all um, fans, Uber fans, and 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 some of them, you know, they don't socialize a whole a whole lot. How, how am I doing so far, guys? Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh, and they'll they'll ask very long, complicated, very very wordy questions, right? And and of course, Marina has always already made the you know the point that she's not getting enough questions. So this person gets up there, it's a question for the whole panel, blah 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 da 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 da. And we're all starting to zone out. And as soon as you know, finishes the question without missing a beat, Brent Spiner turns, looks directly over at Marina, and goes, "Marina, you want to take this one?" <laughs> And the entire audience roared with laughter at her expense. And, and it was awesome. The look on her face. Um, it's a good thing that she doesn't actually have any empathic abilities because his brain would have been mush on the floor. No. I think I think Gates McFadden almost fell off the back of the stage at that point. Yeah, she um she's uh, the years have been very kind to Gates McFadden. She's very pretty. Well, it turns out I found out something very strange. When she acts, she goes by the name Gates McFadden. And when she is a choreographer, which is her other job, she goes by Cheryl McFadden. That's how she keeps her work separate. Really? Um, so uh, my guess is, as a dance choreographer, she's doing a lot of dancing, and it shows Bravo. Just turned seventy, and she looked. Wait a minute! Phenomenal. Wait a minute! What? Are you serious? Yeah. That's astounding. Yeah. I I also thought that that um her um. The vibe that I got from her was, you know what, I understand what this is all about. And yeah, we get the same questions a lot, and I suppose it could be boring, but you know what? All of these people really wanted to come here and see me and meet their heroes, and mm-hmm. by God, I'm not going to disappoint them. Unlike Marina. Marina was was just insufferable, I guess is the good word. She wasn't happy. She, um, um, she made do, comments do have, about everybody else's answers. Do you have that timer running? You know the one you use for the show? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, she is a... Oh, got it. <laughs> now, yeah. the yeah. only other thing we'll 
uh, that may surprise you is how... <laughs> Sorry. How... <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you, you know... I just wanted prepared. to bring it Are up. you doing your job, you know, Crutch? I, you know, of course. Thanks. Thanks, Goon, for even having to ask that question. But that's okay. Good. I just wanted to make sure you were looking at it, because... <laughs> yes, sir. So, I'm sorry. The, the chief continues. The, the thing that I, I wanted to know, if it would... Just, just how devastating it would be if you found out that Julian Anderson is the same way. Oh, wow. Good. You know, I'm prepared okay. for that now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> in, in, in fact, in fact, Chief. We, have, we owe I, Marina a, a, a thank you for, for destroying our, our preconceptions so we go in very cynical. Yeah, and, and I think I sort of would have expected that of Julian Anderson. Wow. So you think it's a British thing? No, I think. <sighs> Boy, you've you've trapped me. I don't have a good way to say this. I <laughs> yeah, think it's a. We trapped I think you by asking. You do, do I need to push the button again? What? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I think it's um, pretty talented women who think more of themselves than is really needed. Uh, okay. And that, and I think that's where the meanness comes from. Well, apparently um, that... Except that in is, Marina's case, who I think it was alcohol-fueled. Fuel, I think yeah, it's, there, there's a really good she, chance that she had a few before the show started. That's contemptible. Yeah. We all paid a lot of money to come in there. Plus, if you want to get their autograph, you get to pay more money. Didn't, didn't Four Courts actually make a comment about her from the previous day? I can't remember now. I could have uh, swore he had a comment about... Yeah, she she apparently was that way when he was because uh, engineer four courts, ladies and gentlemen, he bought the three day ticket with his uh, his beloved. Um, so they he said spent five hours in line getting, you know, FaceTime and, and uh, autographs from people on Friday. It's like, holy jumping catfish. Whew, that's dedication. That just, that's, or that's, you know, I guess I make enough that I can take a full day off of work. That's the other thing. I'm like, mm, no, sorry. Moving on. Well, now I only have 55 weeks of vacation, so. How will you ever survive this year? I, I don't know. It's, it sounds tough. I don't know. I'm, I'm sweating it out. Because so, um, I wasn't there all week with you, with you guys. I know. You, you, you've, uh, you've had your, uh, your travels. You're, uh, you're back home now, right? Back home, and uh, uh, the goon child is, uh, is home for the summer. Wow, that's an yeah. early dismissal. Holy cow, mate. It, it, it really is. And By classes... the way, happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. Oh, yes, Cinco de Mayo. I have not had anything. I was told that it's cultural appropriation for me to even glance at Mexican food today, so I, I stuck with seafood. That's bologna. Exactly. No, bologna would be um, Italian. Okay, bologna with salsa. Fair. Okay, you could do that, right. Or fried bologna if we're talking Cobra Kai, because... Because we need to talk Cobra Kai, don't we, Chief? Yeah, well, so, once Come again... Come on. The Chief was... The Chief was, uh, was a happy, happy, happy camper, because he got to meet the one, the only, William Zabka, also known as Johnny... What's Johnny's last name? Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence, the young... Uh, the young character from uh, from the uh, Karate Kid, now grown up, playing the same Johnny Lawrence character and the YouTube uh, pay service uh, show uh, Cobra Kai, now in its second season. Yep, and and I think I proved a couple of stereotypes to be right. Number one, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're tall enough, you can just walk through the front of the line <laughs> past everybody. <clears throat> yeah, so... so uh, <laughs> So here's the deal, folks. Um, picture, if you will, many individual vertically um, separated stalls with uh, each one having maybe a six-foot table in it. And you're supposed to line up on the left-hand side where a helper or an individual will help you pick out what it is you want the actor or actress to sign. And then you will slide to the right where the actor or actress is standing behind the table and they will sign things or take pictures with you. Now, uh, some of the people like Brent Spiner, instead of standing in the back right corner of his table, stood in the front left corner and while eating a sandwich was helping people pick out pictures. And then he would hide the sandwich behind his back and take the picture and then go back and do the next very, very amiable, very approachable kind of guy. 
or you might end up uh, at, uh, say, Marina Sirtis's <laughs> little cubicle where there was no one and nothing to sign and no one wanted her signature anyway. Right, but, so, uh, she, would, so she would just down a couple of more shot glasses. And... She's somewhere, <laughs> maybe under the table, I don't know, didn't look. Um, but the chief walked up, and he walked immediately to the right-hand side and just started talking to Mr. Zabka. <laughs> who, enga- who engaged you, did, did oh, he not? absolutely. Yeah. Chitty chat in a way, and... He, um, well, he was very approachable, so I approached. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the the tiny little fan trolls uh, were not happy with the giantess, the giant walking up and and you know butting in line, as it were. Uh, because... you, you know, maybe maybe we should have stood if we'd known he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. We could have stood behind him, and when they start getting upset, we could go, "Hey, be quiet." <laughs> So okay for impressed by me. You, so, you could have done that. Yeah. So okay for him. No, no, I'll just hulk around there and you do the talking. Yeah. What he said. <laughs> um but but because the the chief is the is the font of humility, he he understood that, you know, there was a protocol and that he breached it Oops. and he and he got in line and he went through the whole process and then he was talking to Mr. Zabka again. <laughs> Gee, like old friends. I we've met before. <laughs> Yep, and and then somebody took his picture. Yep, and okay. if you want, you might be able to find a picture of the chief. You might be able to find it. He so, found it. Yeah, so. but I, I found that uh, there's a particular person that goes to conventions as well. That mm-hmm. that I met uh, twenty three years ago. Wow! And we keep seeing each other at conventions. But that's it. The only at the convention. Uh, yeah, that's it. I like. I, I never see him outside of it. So it used to be just once a year when we would go to a convention. Uh, when we would go to Magfest, he would be there. And wow. uh, apparently, he also goes to AwesomeCon. So apparently, since that's where we saw him. Right. Yes, he was the uh, according according to the Ogren, he's the one who uh, snapped the picture, and uh-huh. I, I confronted him about it, and he said. Yeah, apparently the uh, lady behind the desk got real upset, but I played it off that I had already paid for an autograph with them, and I was just taking Zavka's picture. Ah, uh, very nice. Very well played on his part. Very Excellent. well played on his part. Excellent. Then we went into the vendor hall, which was amazing. Yes, yes, the vendor hall. And yeah. um, they, they sell a lot of really cool stuff in the vendor hall. And um, what was the name of that company that had, they were selling mugs, and you could drink their various um, root beerish kind of products? I want to say it was Wild Bill's Soda. Does that sound right, Chief? You would remember. Yeah, especially since I have the cup. There you go. So you buy a cup, and then you can get refills all day long for a nominal price. <clears throat> but I happen and, to be And then any, the any convention or event that you go to afterwards? Mm-hmm. You pay them like five dollars a day at that event with the mug that you bought at this event, right? And you get free refills all day. So wherever they happen to be, if you're there, you got free soda, right? And which is a great deal. Let's let's be honest, it's a great deal. Um, but it was it was kind of funny because you know the, the Ogren and Chief were taking full advantage of trying every flavor or just getting <laughs> multiple refills, and I was wondering, you know, just how long it was going to be when they eventually had to flush those bladders. But I, I turned around, and, and for some reason, I'm not sure, I saw behind the curtain, behind the the, um, the sales platform for this place, back in the storage area, our friend the goon talking to uh, these, these two people, who I'm assuming were running the booth. And I thought to myself, how did he find himself back there, goon? Well, uh, I... Besides I po- being a friendly person, you know. I, I posed a question. I was thirsty, and uh, these guys were so they were supporting somebody pretty decent. It's it was a, some uh, a military uh, military board, veterans, yeah. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool, but I am I have type two diabetes, so my drinks have to have four grams or less of sugar in them for them to be good for me. Got it. And uh, um, I asked how many grams of sugar, and I told them why, and we chatted up. I started talking with the young woman running the uh, 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 cash register, and she said, I don't know, let me introduce you to the owner of the company. And we all went back behind the stage, and we looked on the boxes, and the answer is 42 grams. (laughs) 
so it's good for 10 of you. Uh, yeah, I mean, they had a diet flavor, but it was diet root beer, which is really not my favorite. Uh, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of root beer myself. And uh, um, but, but this is a wonderful company run by people who, at least to me, appear real. And while I was there, I said, well, I, I go every year to the Andrews uh, Air Force Base Open House and Air Show. It's held in September, and I'll let you. I'll let you guys know if you want to go. Other than food, it's free. Mm. Um, and you you park over at FedEx Field, and they put you on military buses and bus you in. And yep. uh, it's 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 a day of fun. And I said, "Do you go there?" No, we don't. And uh, I I happen to have had. Um, I knew the office that that they needed to contact from something else that I do. And I gave them that tip, and that's what I was doing back there, helping a fellow small businessman. Well, that's you. why they invited him back into the spot where only where it says staff only. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, and the, you know the uh, uh, the young lady who was running the uh, counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her person. Tiny person. She's just like me, though. We oh. started chatting up. I mean, you know, when you meet somebody with your own personality, and I'm like, oh. I like this person. Yes. Kind of like I said to you. uh, you Side by side, it looked like two different species. Yeah. Yeah, she. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, she's attractive. Well, (laughs) there's that. Yeah. (laughs) The. uh, um, But that that was a that was a a, was a wonderful human bonding experience. It it truly was. Um, And as was the whole day, because um, we saw a lot of humans. We saw a lot of bondant. I mean, bonding. Whoa. Um, bondant. <laughs> Not sure what that is exactly. I don't ask. I don't think we should investigate that all that closely. No, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and uh, it was uh, it was also. Uh, I'm I'm kind of glad we had an opportunity to talk to you guys about it. Uh, I would suggest going, uh, even if you're not a comic book fan, or even specific. I mean, you know, I. Happened to be a bit of a Star Trek geek, so you know that was nice. And I have seen Princess Bride, you know, a hundred times. Oh, it's oh, on TV all the time, you know. Oh, by the way, can I tell you why uh, today's a great day? Before uh, we finish up, why is today a great day? Gun? Guess what was, what was in front of my gro- new grocery store when I went there this morning to get food? What was in front of your grocery store? Your grocery store actually today? Your grocery store? Yes, wow. the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. A wienermobile. Yep. The giant drivable hot dog. What, was it on blocks? No, the the uh, two young co-eds that they hired to drive it around the country had driven it to our town. And I got a tour, and they asked, they answered all my questions and let me sit inside. What what kind of questions did you have about the wienermobile? You know, you know, I had the standard guy questions. It's a V8, right? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh. So, I'm not sure I want to go any further. <laughs> don't, don't Dodge Vipers have a V12? Yeah, they do. But but this is a big V8. This was this was GM, by the way. It's a GM product. It's a GM product. Do they even make a, G, a V12? Uh, they might have in the Corvette one year. Oh, or supercars. Does a GM have a supercar? I can't remember. Not not really. They haven't had a super anything for a while. No, but um, sorry. <clears throat> well, you know, I did have some advice for anyone who does intend to go to these one of these uh, conventions. Mm-hmm. When you see somebody and you think that you recognize them from somewhere, mm-hmm. don't say, aren't they dead? And then just oh. keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> because, oh, he probably wasn't happy about that. He, I, he might have heard me. Right. We're walking by and, and he sees Sergeant Slaughter. I think I see somebody who's dressed up looking a lot like Sergeant Slaughter. Because I was thoroughly convinced that Sergeant Slaughter had already shuffled off this mortal mortal coil. Sergeant Slaughter being a famous World Wrestling Federation wrestler back in the day. So uh, he he looks up and he has glasses on, so I can't tell if he's, you know, giving dagger eyes or not. Oh, I was dead. Yeah. (laughs) But later on, I... I, it sticks with me, and I look it up, and sure enough, that was him there taking pictures with others. But see, he was not in the famous people area. He was 
out amongst the fans. Just... He was, and I was, I, and I thought he was just a re- because, folks. I'm going to tell you right now, there were people walking around with with such detailed, really top of the line costumes, who are not famous people who were just really dedicated to the cosplay, dress them up and make it look right uh, genre. I figured he was just one of them. You know, he wasn't in a booth getting autographs. Had he been in a booth getting autographs, I'd have gone, "Holy cow!" Parts, you know, Sergeant Slaughter is not dead. So he too is seventy years old. Is he really? Yes. Wow. So that's two people that show that you keep in shape, and you and your your shape will keep you know keep you looking semi decent. Well, I can't wrestle, wrestle, and I can't dance, so I'm doomed. You, you always have your computer. I'll just say <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little wrong. Okay. <clears throat> Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed the show. We have had a blast uh, going over what was a great day. It was truly, honest to God, seven hours of walking. Um, I was I was functional by Tuesday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, as I say, uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. And now, a word from our sponsors. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Come on, who doesn't love a car that looks like a hot dog? And the Ford Escape. They won't fall apart, at least until after the first 300,000 miles. And Awesome Con. Fans, costumes, celebrity lushes. 